0: Section five. This, that, and the other. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This, that, and the other by Hilaire Belloc. Section five. Chapter five. On rest. Rest is not the conclusion of labour but the recreation of power it seems a reward because it fulfills a need but that need being filled rest is but an extinction and a nothingness so we do not pray for rest but in a just religion we pray after this life for refreshment light and peace not for rest rest is only for a little while as also is labor only for a little while each demanding the other as a supplement Yet is rest in some intervals a necessary ground for seed? And without rest, to protect the sprouting of the seed, no good thing ever grew. Of many follies in a commonwealth concerning rest, the chief is that rest is not needed for all effort therein. Thus one man at leisure will obtain work of another for many days, without a sufficiency of rest for that other, and think to profit by this. So he may, but he profits singly, and when many rich do so by the poor it is like one eating his own flesh since the withdrawal of rest from those that labor will soon eat up the commonwealth itself much that men do with most anxiety is for the establishment of rest wise men have often ordered gardens carefully for years in order to enjoy rest at last beds also are devised best when they give the deepest interval of repose and are surrounded by artifice with prolonged silence, made of quiet, strong wood, and well curtained from the morning light. It is so with rooms removed from the other rooms of a house, and with days set apart from labour, and with certain kinds of companionship. Undoubtedly the regimen of rest for men is that of sleep, and sleep is a sort of medicine to rest, and again a true expression of it. For though these two, rest and sleep, are not the same. Yet without sleep no man can think of rest, nor has rest any one better body or way of being than this thing sleep. For in sleep a man utterly sinks down, in proportion as it is deep and good, into the centre of things, and becomes one with that from which he came, drawing strength, not only by negation from oppose, but in some way positive from the being of his mother which is the earth some say the sleep is better near against the ground on this account and all men know that sleep in wild places and without cover is the surest and the best sleep promises waking as rest does the renewal of power and the good dreams that come to us in sleep are a proof that in sleep we are still living a man may deny himself any other voluptuousness but not rest he may forego wine or flesh or anything of the body And music, or disputation, or anything of the mind, or love itself, or even companionship, but not rest, for if he denies himself this, he wastes himself and is himself no longer. Rest, therefore, is a necessary intermittent which we must have both for soul and body, and is the only necessity inherent to both those two, so long as those two are bound together in the matter and the net of this world. FOR FOOD IS A NECESSITY TO THE BODY, AND VIRTUE TO THE SOUL, BUT REST TO ONE AND TO THE OTHER. THERE IS NO PICTURE OF DELIGHT IN WHICH WE ENVY OTHER MEN SO MUCH AS WHEN LACKING REST WE SEE THEM POSSESSING IT, ON WHICH OCCASIONS WE CALL OUT UNWISELY FOR PERPETUAL REST, AND FOR THE CESSATION OF ALL ENDEAVOR. IN THE SAME WAY MEN DEVISE A LACK OF REST FOR A SPECIAL TOURNAMENT, AND NONE CAN LONG SURVIVE IT. REST and innocents are good fellows, and rest is easier to the innocent man. The wicked suffer unrest always in some sort on account of God's presence warning them, though this unrest is stronger and much more to their good if men also warn them, and if they live among such fellows in their commonwealth as will not permit their wickedness to be hidden or to go unpunished. Rest has no time. AND IN ITS PERFECTION MUST LOSE ALL MARK OF TIME. SO A MAN SLEEPING DEEPLY KNOWS NOT HOW MANY HOURS HAVE PASSED SINCE HE FELL ASLEEP, UNTIL HE AWAKE AGAIN. THERE ARE MANY GOOD ACCOMPANIMENTS FOR REST, SLOW AND DISTANT MUSIC, WHICH AT LAST IS STILLER AND THEN SILENT, THE scent OF CERTAIN HERBS AND FLOWERS, AND PARTICULARLY OF ROSES, CLEAN LINEN, A PURE CLEAR AIR AND THE COMING OF NIGHT. TO ALL THESE THINGS PRAYER, and HONORABLE PROFESSION, AND A PREPARATION OF THE MIND ARE IN GENERAL A GREAT AID, AND IN THE heat OF THE SEASON, COOL WATER REFRESHED WITH ESSENCES. A MAN ALSO SHOULD MAKE HIS TOILET FOR REST, IF HE WOULD HAVE IT FULL AND THOROUGH, AND PREPARE HIS BODY AS HIS SOUL FOR A RELAXATION. HE DOES WELL ALSO IN THE LAST PASSAGE OF HIS MIND INTO SLEEP TO COMMEND HIMSELF TO THE CARE OF GOD, REMEMBERING BOTH HOW PETTY ARE ALL HUMAN VEXATIONS and also how weathercock they are, turning now a face of terror, and then in a moment another face of laughter, or of insignificance. Many troubles that seem giants the evening are but dwarfs at sunrise, and some most terrific prove ghosts which speed off with the broadening of the day. The End of Chapter 5